going to be their number one informant. <laughs> oh, God. Taking pictures oh. from your bloody balcony. Yeah, which is literally what I did. I was so annoyed. I kept coming to Georgina and being like, George, they're still there. What should I do? What should I do? Instead, of, instead of, like, you're going to be like a, a C, like, yeah, criminal informant, but instead of, like, dispersing child sex rings or, like, prostitution stuff, you're literally just dispersing family picnics on a green. This is a public service announcement. You are listening to episode 5, 34 days, is it 34 or 33 days, um, of lockdown. And this is the fifth episode of the James and Liam's isolation sessions, um, which we keep thinking are called the isolation tapes. But either way, no, I'm you James. You keep thinking. You keep thinking it's the isolation uh, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm James. I'm Liam. Howdy. And we have a special guest. You know him and love him as your favourite local decorator. His name is J- his name well, is Jay Sladen. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Fa- well, famous throughout the world. Yes, throughout the southeast of the yeah. world. Literally the fourth most famous decorator in the southeast. Oh, there's three more in front of me, are there? That's what it says on your plaque on the wall, anyway. <laughs> oh. <it's- laughs> I didn't yeah. sign this plaque off. <laughs> Where was my yeah, invitation well. to the unveiling? Uh, I don't know. You got to go to the local building and decorating services for that. They they fucked you over, mate. Because you're actually number one. We all know that. Oh, Uses okay. uses services now and forever. Um, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so we're pleased to have Jay as our special guest today. He'll be coming in with his unique thoughts on the world, as we all do. Um, I think this is this is a first for our. We've had guests on before, but they've never been live or, you know, oh God. recorded. Oh, quite up to the standard as me. It's, it's always been pre-recorded, so this is this is a first. Oh God, a first, well, a, a risk, some may say. Well, yeah, yeah, I am a risk to many I'm gonna people. To, I'm going to have to edit out all of your libelous crap later on. <laughs> <laughs> All of your live or less opinions later on. I'm going to spend the evening editing out all of Jay's controversial. <laughs> oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I actually just brought Jay on to give you something to do tomorrow, Liam. Yeah. You normally have to edit this, so I was like, we're going to get Jay on. You can, can go off the handle. You wait to see who else I got lined up. You're going to be busy for weeks. <laughs> it's, it's normally a thing. I normally just drag and drop into audacity and then just bang straight up. But I'm going to be, I'm, I feel like I'm going to be working hard. Hey. Well, I like to give you a challenge, don't I? So we were just talking yeah. about your hair before we came on because we can see we can see you. You're the like, yeah. Me and James don't use video for this. We don't like looking at each other. But you've you've gone with the video today, and I can see that you've actually you know you've gone the full. You've, you've embraced the quarantine haircut and gone full bald. Well, I've actually embraced my jeans, Lee. Um, but <laughs> you know it was going to happen eventually. So uh, who did the haircut? Yes, I did. Um, probably the razor after I uh, trimmed my pubes a bit, a little bit of a little bit of a rash, but I have embraced the uh, embraced the full shave. Yeah, the the razor 
yeah, there's a there's a definite need for some sterilization or two razors um, if you're using them for your your body hairs as well as your head hairs. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what it means by three in one trimmer, though. Surely, Fa- facial hair, pubic hair, and then head hair. <laughs> and never share with friends. Yeah, yeah, head, face, balls, butt. So it's four. No, four you can't. You, you can't. You can't shave your ass with it. Okay. Take move on. <laughs> CJ I'm, taking I'm, notes down there. <laughs> yeah, can't don't shave, shave ass <laughs> with same razor as face. Yep. Okay. I um. Yep. I actually I, I caved this week and I did I let I let Claire shave my head. So she's she was the one that gave me a haircut this week. What so have you been like brave to shave? Well, I've, I've only done I've done short back and sides. Um, I've left the top. But she, she started by actually holding the clippers upside down. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> so, but um, it was, it, it's, gone, it's gone okay. We did just, a, you know, kind of a grade, I guess it's like a grade four, and then it just goes, it's just the back and the sides. But it's, we did it where we put this elastic band around my head to sort of line up the shape, and then you go up to where the elastic band is, and then you try and blend it in after that. It will tie me over to the barber's open at least. Well, at least no one's going to see it. Well, that's what I thought. I thought at least if, if it's a terrible job, which is not. It's, it's a fine job. She did a great job, but uh, it's only going to be her that's uh, <laughs> Yeah. She can see her handiwork. Yeah. Well, she has sculpted you. Mm. Well, or, yeah. Or something else. That turned yeah. you into an embarrassment. It's a way to keep other ladies from looking at you by making your hair back. Yeah, with a dead trim. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, enough of talking about hair because it's depressing me because my hair is so fucking shocking at the moment. Um, I actually did get an elastic band and just put an elastic band in my hair the other day. Um, well, just to keep the hair out your face. Yeah, it wasn't particularly comfortable. So, I, no, I was going to say, they're a, not designed for that. No, I also did a 90s boy band passing last night, which is pretty cool, like wet look. Um, oh, nice. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so I'm going to rock that. A bit like our good friend Dan Brown um, has done in the past. So Yeah, he's done that, yeah. Mm. yeah. Not ironically either. Um, it was an attempt to pick up women. Um, anyway, enough yeah. of that. How has your week been? And I'll go through... Jay, as you're a guest, I'll ask you first. How has your week been? How has your isolation been? How has your last five weeks been? Uh, shit. Really? Okay. Um, yeah, it's just, I just, because I live with my parents, it's just been a fucking nightmare. <laughs> we, but yeah, no, it's been good. It could have been worse. Um, how have you kept uh, yourself busy? What have you found to keep yourself busy? Well, obviously the free subscription to Pornhub. Oh free. yeah. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I started a new FIFA career, which was very, very exciting. Who with? Uh, Salford City, James. Salford City. Oh. Oh. Yeah. League Two's Champions League. Nice. Well, no, I'm now struggling in League One. So I got mm. promoted, but it's very tricky. But, but that's literally what I've been doing. I've been doing a lot of gardening and a lot of cooking as well. Um, I turned into a proper little Snow White. Or Cinderella, one of them. 
but becoming a domestic god are you using this time to become some kind of yeah domestic making sure you can cook and clean yes because i do want to be a house husband and i refuse to work past the age of 35 so i need to get married to early retirement wealthy yes yes i'm quite happy to uh, run the house as long as i don't have to get up at seven o'clock in the morning and there's you know there's my view on life nice Nice. So a yeah, a, a, a rather uninspiring five weeks, I would say. Don't don't take that too harshly. But um, if you could find someone who's had an inspiring five weeks, then well done to you, sir. Well, I, I was speaking to a, another good friend of ours, Tombo, earlier, asking if he was alright, and he literally put in his message that he's loving life. <laughs> so um, whether that's well, just uh... his general upbeat chipper attitude or not, I'm not sure. But. <laughs> Yeah, compared to my sombre attitude, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, T- Tombo wins that one. He's having a better five weeks off than I am, yeah. <laughs> the, the boy is thriving. How about you, Lynn? How's your week been? Yeah, I think I'm kind of coming to terms with, with that. I think last week, maybe last week before, I had a bit of a downer. But now I'm, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back to where I was now. I'm kind of, I think I'm enjoying it. I, I, there, was, there was talk the other day of sort of lockdown ending. And this is sort of, you know, we, we kind of, over the next three or four weeks, measures will be put in place. So we kind of slowly come out of lockdown. And I think, I think maybe six months to a year down the line, I'm really going to miss this time where I was just paid to do absolutely nothing. <laughs> and sitting at home, you know, reading books, playing football manager, making and editing podcasts and, you know, cleaning up my garden. I, don't, I wouldn't say that I'm thriving the same as Tom did, but I'd say that I'm reasonably enjoying myself just feel like there's a lot less responsibility at the moment <laughs> the only thing i'm being told to do is stay inside which i can deal with that i kind of know where i am with that <laughs> rather than the normal you know go to work make sure you don't get fired that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the best thing i like is is not having to deal with people because as you both know i don't like people yeah but don't you work in empty houses most of the time anyway <laughs> isn't it just you yeah. and the radio <laughs> Yeah, yeah, me and Ken Brook. <laughs> on, <laughs> um, no, just in general, like going out shopping. Mm. Um, I haven't done any, um, which is great because I hate people dawdling about the supermarket. Oh, yeah, I, and the dawdling's, in, dawdling's bad these days because everyone's got to go around the same way. So exactly. yeah. get in, get out as soon as possible now, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's that's my philosophy before the lockdown was get in. I know exactly. Yeah, I know exactly what I want. I want to get in there and get out. Do your job and get out. Yeah. Before it, before it gets weird. And you have people like taking their four kids shopping and they're all bloody screaming and shouting, trying to push the trolley, climbing over the trolley, climbing up the shelves, getting under your feet. It's just fucking horrible. Yeah. And now that like um irresponsibility of, of parents particularly is actually life-threatening so i was yeah. in the queue on tuesday to go into our local marks and spencers and um, so that's where i do my shopping so i am now moved into a middle class world um i, I I'm, I'm i'm accept i'm accepting that um and anyway this dude came in and he was primarily interested in using their cafe service um to get a, a takeaway coffee and he was kind of looking in the window he's getting a little bit close and then he literally stood like I don't know, probably half a meter behind me and i looked at him i fucking gave him a look it was like 
nine o'clock in the morning, so I was I was quite angry already. Gave him this look and was like, "It's two meters, mate." And he was like, "Oh, sorry." And I was like, "Yeah, fucking right." Otherwise, I want to cough. Was he of the um, of the same class as you, Jim? Um, yes, he. Well, yeah, I think so. He was a bit hit. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, I see. Yeah. I see. I'm glad you told him straight, though. Yeah, I'm not fucking dealing with it. Fuck off. Get out of my space. At the best of times, I'd be annoyed if he was that close, but let alone now. Um, yeah, so that pissed me off. Also, in other news of me being a bit mental, I took a picture of this family um, that were uh, having, yeah. having, a, having, a pi- having a picnic. Wait having a picnic um, in, the, in the park outside my house and tweeted it to the local um, police constabulary. constabulary. You um, fuck it, you absolute grass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, you're a grass, Jim. They were there, they were there I wonder where you were going first. You're, you're a grass. I am a grass, yeah. They fucked me up. They just shouldn't have been there. And the funny thing is, in the tweet I sent them, I was kind of on the, I was on a work call at the time. So I was like, oh, good job. I, in, I sent them a picture and I put, good job as always. Or like, hello, team. Good job as always. And then put, um, there's a group like that have been here for like an hour and a half. Like, I think they need to be dispersed. And then I realized when I sent it, it really sounded like I was being sarcastic and saying, good job as always. Like, good job. You're not Ooh, doing your yeah. job. So yeah, well then, done on not doing your job. <laughs> so I then sent a reply to my original message saying, um, I hope you and all of your colleagues are doing really well during this challenging time. Thank you for keeping us all safe. Uh, just, to, <laughs> just, to, just to double down on the fact that I wasn't being an arse and I generally wanted them to come and get rid of those people. And they replied, actually, and they said, thanks very much, James, and thank you for asking. We're all doing well. I hope you are as well. And I was like, yeah, sweet. There we go. I okay. hope they were being sarcastic back to you. You got a pat on the head from the local police force. <laughs> Mate, yeah, well be done their, being a grass. I'm gonna be their number one informant. <laughs> oh god, taking pictures oh. from your bloody balcony. Yeah, which is literally what I did. I was so annoyed. I kept coming to Georgina and being like, "George, they're still there. What should I do?" What should I do? Instead of <laughs> instead of like you're gonna be like a a seat like yeah criminal informant, but instead of like dispersing child sex rings or like prostitution stuff, you're literally just dispersing family picnics on a green. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they, they've probably not got a garden they probably li- we're back, like they probably live in a flat with no balcony like you or no garden and this is the only outside time they could get together yeah well and they shouldn't have been there for over an hour and a half you've pretty much just shat on them from a great height yeah I, and do you know what I, if I could have dispersed them that way I wouldn't have because um, I want to get out of this like the rest of us um so yeah there you go that was quite an interesting high point and this week liam i also owe you mm. a review of my water flosser which arrived oh um, yes please yeah, oh very nice good. very good <laughs> okay yeah it's 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 fairy will is the name of the brand um safely made in china um, nice we all know that with- safe at the moment yeah, it comes with six different heads, um, three different levels of water pressure. Um, and yeah, good. Although I did notice when I started using it, it was making an awful mess. Like water was going fucking everywhere to the point where I stripped down and did it in the shower. And <laughs> Georgina walked in at me and she was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I don't want to make a mess using this. And she's like, 
but you don't need to make a mess. You close your mouth. Because what I was doing was just holding my mouth open and holding it like out. And it was just like... <laughs> oh, my like God. Splashing, splashing all over the mirror. <laughs> Everywhere, literally. <laughs> yeah. Jim, so you're, Jim you're an extremely smart young man, and you always have been, but your sense of, um, like, I don't know, day-to-day living... Yeah, just, sometimes I make mistakes. It's just non-existent. <laughs> non-existent. Yeah, it it was, I think the, yeah, I mean, the issue was more of a case that I didn't want to hurt my teeth, and I wasn't 100% sure how close I can get. I didn't want to, like, fucking rip my gum apart with it. Um, yeah, but no, it's very good. I would highly recommend everyone having one. Um, so it's good to floss with that first, brush your teeth with an electric toothbrush, preferably, and then get in between the teeth and do a floss and then rinse with mouthwash. Do that three times a day. Fucking hell, your teeth are amazing. Yeah, I've got to look into getting one of those, I think, now. Yeah, well worth it. Well worth it. Much appreciated, Jim. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> yeah, no, you're welcome. You're welcome. And um, next up, I'm going to buy... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> What's next on actually... James's Amazon wish list? <laughs> yeah, if you want to buy it, subscribe to my OnlyFans and leave me a tip. Um, and I'll send you a private picture. <laughs> it's just um, pictures of you flossing naked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Sexy. God. Spray, spray up in my mouth. <laughs> um, what's next for me? I, I don't know, actually. Um, I think... Oh, yeah, the Alice band, obviously, is important. Need to get one of those. Oh, yeah, that's it. I'm going to get a... Um, it's like a... It's a boxing exercise thing, right? And it's it's a headband, and it's got a ball on the end, like a... Oh, um, like yeah, a, I've seen Like a sort of soft but heavy-ish ball. So you can... And then you... And then you just punch it on a string. It's like you're a human swing ball. It's um, like one of basically. those, um, uh, like, ping-pong paddles with the ball on it, and you keep you keep knocking it away like that, but it sits around your head, right? Yeah, exactly. So if you miss, it hits you in the face. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to get video one of those. Here. Yeah, yeah, I will. I'll get one next time I do an Amazon order. And, uh, yeah, and, and uh, let you guys see. But, yeah, it looks pretty cool. I would... Uh, if you want to see him in action, just go on Ariel Hawani's Twitter, and he does it all the time. Um, but yeah, there you go. That's my next purchase, and I will review it at some point. But anyway, back on with the show. Um, if we did, if we had ads, that would have been a perfect point to put in an ad lib. Um, it's a shame we don't have ads. No, you, Jay, can, we, do you want we to could, start paying us? We could do some <laughs> fake ad reads for yeah for Sladden and Co. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm not paying you to anything. <laughs> no, I don't blame you. What about, like, what about Wonson Brewery? <laughs> yeah. Because that went down yeah. well last time we tried to do something with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not, not, a, not a great partner at that point. But I'm sure they would be now. But also the problem is that our, our listenership is so international that, you know, these local brands, they're, they're not going to get much business out of our listeners in Greece and Canada. Yeah, I'd really like to say shout out to whoever it was, the one person who, um, who listened to us in Greece last week. <laughs> yeah, shout out. And actually, I will, we'll save this for another week, but um, just keep it in your mind. I was looking at like uh, holiday homes um, abroad today, and I think the thing we could talk about was where would you most like to be isolating, but we'll do that another week because I haven't asked you guys to prepare. Um, but anyway, one thing we have prepared, um, I've been wanting to do this for a while, is the heroes and zeros of the isolation thus far. Even isolation, it's not really that, it's like social distancing or lockdown, or whatever you want to call it. So I've got Jay and Liam, and I've also put some together myself, and we're going to 
go over three heroes that we've had and three zeros. Um, and they can be anyone, like they can, or anything. They don't have to be people. They can be institutions, um, local, global, whatever it may be. Um, yeah. So I've got my three, but I'm not going to start. Let's ask Liam to start. Who are your three heroes and zeros? Okay. Do you want me to go? Well, let's all do our heroes first. Should we do? Do you want to do one, one, and one, or do you, should I just do all three of mine straight away? I do all three of yours, and then we can discuss them because okay. there may be some context between them. But right. do, just do your heroes, and we'll do zeros. So my heroes are quarantine. Are uh, I, I thought of these within the space of about ten minutes, so they're quite quickly slammed together. Um, first heroes are Zach Braff and Donald Faison of Scrubs cast and Scrubs fame. Yeah. They they started a Scrubs rewatch podcast literally the week that quarantine started, and it's been an absolute fucking delight. Basically, what they do is they go back and each week I shouldn't really be recommending another podcast on our podcast, but fuck it, I've done I've done I've done it before. I'll do it again. So they started with episode one, the pilot, and they are going through and watching two episodes a week and then talking with other members of the cast, and it's exactly what I needed right now. Um, to keep me busy and to keep me entertained whilst I, I don't know, while I cook or wash up or do mindless chores. So those, those are my first two. Um, my second hero would be Post Malone. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> because he did a full, a full like Twitch stream or YouTube stream or something like that where he just played Nirvana songs. <laughs> and it was, it was last night and it was fucking wicked. I think it was last night. I watched it first thing this morning anyway, and it was wicked. Um, again, more content that I, that I needed during lockdown, something to make me smile. And then finally, my last hero of quarantine is BBC One, because they have been doing on the weekends World Cup Rewinds, which fits in nicely with, <laughs> with uh, my little plug at the end of last week's pod, where I have been watching a lot of old football, and they have been treating... Us and every, well, I don't know, whoever else is deciding to tune in to BBC One on the weekends to watch old World Cup games. And yesterday I sat for 20 minutes and watched extended highlights of South Korea versus Italy in the 2002 World Cup. Oh, a banger. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> uh, and so I just, I'd forgotten how cheated the Italians had been in that game. And yeah, it was just, it was just a nice little bit of nostalgia on a Saturday afternoon that I needed and those sort of three heroes are just people that have contributed to like putting a smile on my face during quarantine. That's so there's my three. Nice. No, yeah, like it. I've made a few comments. Okay. Because um, this is an interactive show. Um, so I put Scrubs people because I couldn't remember the names of people. Georgina started listening to that recently. Yeah. Um, but I, for one, have never watched Scrubs. And you'll oh, go, Scrubs what? is fantastic. We've, okay, I've, I've got a flashback now. We've had this conversation before. Probably. Oh, I don't oh. like hospitals. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's you why. You don't have I'll to never... go to the hospital. No, but I'll never watch it just because I don't think anything set in a hospital is any good. Um, and... Oh, come on. No, Holy city, just, come just, on. <laughs> just because it's set in a, in a hospital, it can't be good. That's, that's a brash statement to make. No, it's not. It's my statement, and I stand by it. Nothing with hospitals is good. Fuck hospitals. Not the nice places. Um, also, the Big Bang Theory is stupid. Um, just wanted to tack that onto the end. Um, <laughs> Post Malone, I put my notes for him were lots of tattoos, more just an observation. Um, yeah. and, a, and a question, were Nirvana even that good? Were Nirvana that good? <laughs> yes. 
That's a really it's a really simple answer to that one, yes. I think I, I think. preferred the Simpsons uh, Homer's version. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, if you if you yeah, no, the um obviously the album Nevermind is kind of perfect from start to finish. Um but as I think as a sort of as a band that kind of ushered the I don't know, ushered in the sort of grunge kind of genre and sort of broke like they were the first one like hard sort of metal bands to feature on like popular radio so they're like genre defining boundary breaking and then from there wallet chain inspiring yeah <laughs> <laughs> we all had one <laughs> but then but then from there you don't have nirvana you probably don't get dave Grohl on the foos so true and you also yeah. don't get girls wearing nirvana tops from primark um when they've never listened to them. <laughs> Okay, well, yeah, there is that, but yes. No, so that, I'm not that saying that's a bad yes. thing. I'm saying that's a good thing. <laughs> and my final no, comment. Pretty ne- Sorry, mate. No, I don't worry. I was just going to comment on your negativity. Oh uh, no, my last one's positive. You? So I said World Cup rewinds. Nothing bad to say about World Cups, apart from the um, the, the South African World Cup, which was. Oh. Um, uh, no, that was yeah. I've, I've I've had this conversation recently that the, the South Africa World Cup is by far the worst one of my entire life. Um, yeah. I have a vivid memory of watching England versus Algeria in the dubstep room of Wired. Um, <laughs> we just, I don't know. I, we decided I don't know why we decided to watch it there, but we watched that game and then kind of got ushered out the back door for a couple of hours whilst they decided, like whilst they set up the actual club night and then back in and. One like I said, yeah, what an awful start to an evening that was. <laughs> and I can tell you why we went to watch them there, and I've got two words for you. Well, three words: seven hundred and fifty mil jacks and one pound fifty. That was why we went there. <laughs> yeah, they did those wine bottles of jacks. <laughs> yeah, like pound. It was like pound a pint for the first hour of everything as well. Yeah, you don't get pound a pint nights anywhere anymore. Like pound a drink nights. No, you don't get any nights no. anymore. <laughs> no, not at the moment, no. <laughs> there are zero nights out right now. Cool. Well, I enjoyed those, Liam. So those um, are heroes. I like it. Jay, who are your heroes? Well, I'm going to be honest, I only got two. That's fine. Because I just cannot find any heroes in this situation. <laughs> but I will start with number one. And that's Ricky Gervais. Because I watched the new series of Afterlife. Oh, my word. It is just fantastic. It has brought me a tiny bit of joy, even though it's very, very sad. I've had a tiny bit of joy from it. Have you and, you've finished all six episodes now, have you? Yes, I've, I've okay. watched all six. I've got one left tonight. Oh, no. It's good. Um, and I think there's a few things that have happened in my life recently over the past few weeks in lockdown and it's very relatable and I just think it brings a nice positive view to a very a solemn situation um, so that's my number one um, number two it's going to be quite an obvious one actually it's got to be Captain Tom Moore because keep it, keeping tabs on that that young chap of 99 years, or is it 100 now? Did he make it to 100? I think he did. Um, yeah, I mean, 
I mean, he set out to raise a thousand quid for the NHS to say thank you, and he raised twenty nine million. So it, I cannot help but have him on my list. Plus, he seems like an absolute geezer. Um, and he got to speak to Carol Vorderman as well. So, you know, nice. lucky him. Lucky him. Nice. Um, like a fine wine, that woman. She is. Yeah, she, 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 she's she like, like a very fine wine. She's not. There's no original woman left in her. She's had her face done, her tits done, her ass done. There's nothing left of her that was original. That's that's fine. <laughs> the brain's still there, mate. The brain. <laughs> the brain, yeah, and and the taboo. Um, yeah, and that is my list of three. Nice. Well, we'll just put Carol Waterman as your third. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> Yeah, like okay, yeah, can... yeah. Carol Vorderman can be my third hero. Yeah, yeah. No, they're good. I, I don't have any like Liam's. I, I jested with. I don't think I. I think Ricky Gervais is a good man, and I haven't watched Afterlife because yeah. I'm worried it's going to make me too sad. So, but I will watch it at some point. In terms um, of Afterlife, like I, I, I would try. I tried to bring this up in a WhatsApp group last night. Of like, The Office is one of my favorite TV shows of all time, but I'm convinced that Afterlife is his best work. Which I know it, it's a bit, it kind of a, it contradicts itself that statement, but so like I think I enjoy The Office more, but Afterlife, like the writing of Afterlife, and just how sad. I mean, I was in fucking tears. I was in episode. I watched episode five of season two last night, and I was in absolute bits. Yes, but there's 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 the the deep positive side to it as well. I mean, it's sad, but it's not that sad. Mm. Yeah, you can still laugh at it and. I think it's hilarious. Oh, some of yeah, some of it like it, it gets the balance of humour and like, and obviously the depiction of grief like really quite like it walks that balance quite nicely. But yeah, just like last night after I finished watching episode five, I like yeah, I was <laughs> just like floods of tears down my face. I was like fucking hell. <laughs> There's worse things to be doing. Mm. Anyway, Jim, what are uh, yours? Uh, yeah. Um, sorry, I was. Just oh, saying, and Captain Tom was... was the other one, wasn't it? Yeah, oh yeah, I mean, that was it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was I was going to sound like the QI like klaxon when you said Captain Tom because it's just like <laughs> the e- <laughs> easiest answer of hero. I know. Yeah. <laughs> he, I don't know. I mean, a hundred laps doesn't sound a lot, does it? You, and he uh, did have a bit of help from that um, little walking frame, but have you seen the um, old conspiracy theory about on Captain Tom? Oh, that he was actually a Nazi sympathizer. No, the fact that he's done—he's <laughs> raised all this money through some kind of GoFundMe, yeah. and there's a percentage that this there's a there's a one of the transaction companies takes a percentage of the donations, and the transaction company that that skims off a slight percentage is owned by his daughter and son-in-law. Yeah, okay. So oh. the millions and millions that he's been earning has actually racked up his family about six hundred grand. Yeah, oh, can I take him off my hero list then? <laughs> hey, I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying that that's what I've been... I'm trying to find out. I googled Captain Tom conspiracy earlier, but I read, I found something about it. and, and I'm I'm not, I, I will just come in and say, as someone that works in financial services, I don't think that's an issue with Captain Tom. I think that's an issue with our broken um, mm-hmm. financial services infrastructure. Um, but we won't talk about that now because it's incredible. So he's, he's, passed, <laughs> he's passed 23 million already. So on the 18th of April, he passed the, the 23 million figure it's yeah. probably gone up further than that now so yeah it's close, close to he's, 29 he's now. getting close to being able to afford a prime andy carroll yes and the who doesn't signing. want one of those yeah a top signing 
Cool. <laughs> so I'm going to do mine. Um, I've been... So my first one is a guy called Professor Carol Sikora. He's got some, he's had some time on BBC and Sky News and various other outlets recently, but he's a cancer doctor. Um, and he has been a ray of medical and scientific enlightenment during this period in terms of um, just being able to bring a bit of positivity to the numbers and help you rationalize them and actually look at them from the scientific perspective. Um, and, you know, show that they actually are positive when most of the UK media will see that like 700 people have tragically died and then they'll be like, oh, are we getting anywhere? And like today there was like a big dip in numbers and of course there's going to be six on Sunday and we all know that the counting slows down at the weekend. So the numbers on Sunday and Monday are generally quite low compared to the rest of the week. And like the Daily Mail's headline today, let me find it because I was, uh, I was uh, annoyed by it. Hold on. Oh, yeah. An end in sight, question mark. And it's like, well, yeah, we know there's an end in sight, like eventually. And just, but they just kind of take those numbers in isolation. So, yeah, that's um, why everyone should follow Professor Carol Sikora. Um, he's a top dude and he knows his shit. Um, second one, this is going to piss people off, but I don't care because I've got a good reason for it. My second hero is Mr. Piers Morgan. Um, <laughs> And there's a reason for this, and it's not it's not taking anything else like he's done before or any whatever, but he is the only person who is like being quite harsh on the government and trying his best to hold them accountable. And he may be just mindlessly ranting and just saying shit spout to his mouth, but he's actually asking questions that most people want to know the answers to. Um, and if you watch those normal briefings, like most of the other media people, um, like the journalist, aren't like particularly critical or particularly you know, pressing in the questions they're asking and they're a bit repetitive. Whereas, you know, I feel at least Piers is kind of like, you know, giving them a little bit of hell, which is good. And it keeps them on their toes and keeps them honest because, you know, there's a chance for them just to retreat into their show or extend their powers too much at this point. So Mr. Piers is doing a good job there um, in speaking for, you know, probably most of the population. Um, and my final set of heroes are the UK public. Because they've done a good job at staying indoors for the most part. Um, and yeah, that's it. You gotta give credits to credits where credit where credit's due. I think as a nation we've not been so bad in terms of I don't think if you I mean, even if you just look across the pond where you've got Americans banging on the doors of government to reopen like, you know, the the barbers yeah. <laughs> the barbers and yeah, gun shops and stuff. And I think as the public, like, as the British public, we're just like, you know, stay close for as long as you need. We're, we're all right. <laughs> yeah. I'll also it was say like, I feel... Sorry, you go. No, it's like when um, there were those protests about the lockdown measures that people don't want to stay in lockdown. So they go and scream in the face of doctors and nurses on the street. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think... Yeah, because that's the clever thing to do, right? Yeah, yeah, but don't don't get me started on that because that would that literally drives me mad. The land of the free, but you know, there's yeah, there's limits if you want to there is. save your life. As a fine scholar once said, freedom isn't free. Um... <laughs> <It takes laughs> not like you and me. <laughs> yeah. 
literally at this time, folks like you and me just to stay inside. So yeah, that's my list. I feel it's like, you know, as Jay said, there's not many heroes we had. I, I kind of skirted over like the Captain Toms of this world, that nice um, care worker who gave that pillow to that man whose wife died um, and things like that because you know, they're too heartwarming. Um, so I just went for some some cold hard things there just to cover um, ourselves it goes without saying that the heroes of this crisis are the doctors and nurses and carers of the nhs <laughs> oh yeah and good point essential workers <laughs> yeah all essential workers just to cover ourselves yeah that's a good point actually but that, we kind of accepted that was a given i think this is mm. more of a, a fun list um, <laughs> yeah. also it will be interesting to see whether posters like actually there is a, re- a recognition of who are the most important people in our society um, well, yeah, the people that were called low-skilled workers by Priya Patel just before are now considered essential workers. So, how about you yeah. pay them more? Yeah, but also yeah. that we do realise that won't happen. So, um, well, no. But that's what you yeah. have. That's, I guess that's why, like, you have unions and stuff to band together and sort of yeah c- claim for sort of better pay and stuff like that and more yeah. benefits and you know. Because, yeah, once yeah. it's over, there does have to be some kind of, I don't know, root and branch investigation as to how this whole started, how the whole thing started and how we can improve and move on and go yeah. forward. Need to Definitely. reassess countries' uh, priorities. Yeah, right. Should we do some zeros? Because this is going to be the fun bit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, you go first, Liam, again. Okay. Um, so I've got three, uh, two of them are quite low-hanging fruit, and then one's a bit left field. So, zero number one, Jamie Oliver. Because <laughs> seeing that smug fucker on my television. Um, it seemed like when he was, you know, when we first got announced that lockdown was going to happen and people were going to be at home sort of pretty much all day, Channel 4 announced that there was going to be this like cooking with Jamie Oliver show to try and help people, you know, use ingredients in their store cupboards and stuff when it was quite clear that that wasn't his wheelhouse and it was, you know, someone like Jack Monroe should have been given that show because that's literally what she wrote a book on. She's now got a show on BBC One, which, you know, it's kind of evened it out a bit, but I'm sick of seeing Jamie Oliver everywhere. Yeah. So that makes zero number one. Um, I don't really have more reasons than that. I just don't like seeing his smug face. Um, Zero number two. Again, this is really low-hanging fruit, but Richard Branson... (laughs) oh yeah yeah i think if you are going to be someone that wants to claim uh taxpayer money to bail out your airline you should probably be paying tax in the first place and blah 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 so i think the brass neck on that fucker to ask for taxpayer money to bail him his company out when you know he lives on some private island and pays zero you know company tax or whatever and then finally zero number three is the large baby off of the internet (laughs) (laughs) i've gone for the large baby that drives that um little combine harvester around and (laughs) (laughs) appears in my sleep paralysis (laughs) those are my head those are my three zeros that's a good list i think um i don't really have any issues with baby um obviously just not very nice and just a frightening child imagine birth Jamie Oliver, yeah, like at the best of times, that guy's a pleb, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I can understand you even pissed off with him. And uh, Richard Branson, yeah, like I, I just don't trust anyone that has an island. 
No, why no. Would you? Like we, we all learned recently that people with islands generally are up to no good. And I'm not saying that there's any relation between the two, but <laughs> you know, you got an island. I, I have, Shit. yeah, I have, yeah, I have zero sympathy for that man. So I actually know yeah. someone that worked on Richard Branson's island. Yeah. Doing what? They were just working as like, um, they did like water sports stuff. Oh, what's it called? Um, Necker, Necker Island. That's it. Necker yeah. Island. Yeah. And like, just gen- I think they like they have like a speciality of like something like water sports or whatever they're teaching or showing mm. people how to do, and then like just general household stuff. Mm. Yeah. Random, but yeah. There you go. So nice, a nice three negatives. And Jay, who are yours? So top of my list, it, it was Sir Richard Branson because. You know, I agree completely with Lee. I think someone who doesn't pay tax, sued the NHS um, and has his own island should not be asking for 500 million quid. Now, if you've got an estimated worth of four plus billion, there's enough in, yep. you, there's enough in your back pocket, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. Apparently, there's uh, no immediate cash available, which is complete bullshit. So are you mate? Yeah. And 41, uh, 49% of Virgin Atlantic is owned by Delta Airways anyway, so why not ask them for the money? Um, Good knowledge there, Jay. Good research. Thank you very much. Thank you That's very much. That's what Sarah's missing, actual research. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Research, actual care, thoughts. Fact. Well-informed opinions. That is what we've been missing from this show. <laughs> yeah. See, my, my second goes back to some of James's heroes, and that's the... Um, the Great British Public. I think <laughs> they're on my zero list because I think people are fucking stupid. Um, but mainly in cities and, you know, places where you can go to a park with 15,000 other people and have a jolly good time. Or go to the beach and have a barbecue. That's fucking stupid. In what world is lockdown going out and having a barbecue? If I can't go and see my friends, but you can go to the beach, have a barbecue, and be fucking idiots about it. Um, but, you know, who cares? They're quite um, simplistic rules, aren't they? It's not difficult to follow. It's, it's not difficult to stay indoors, protect the NHS, and save lives, Lee. The, um, the only like I th- did any I don't know whether either you, either of you saw this yesterday, but I think it was there's a columnist for I want to say at the Times or the Telegraph, Alison Pearson, I think she, her name is, and she tweeted out saying that she's got two friends that are just completely sick of lockdown now. And oh yeah, just, I yeah. So they've just said, yeah. "Oh, sod it, we're just gonna we're not doing lockdown anymore." And it's like I don't, I don't know what they what they think. You know, they're just deciding, oh, I'm not just not going to do this anymore. Like, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. That is why they, they are on my, my zero list, Lee, because what? people what are, are getting fed up. I know people are getting fed up. We all are. We're all in the same boat. We've all got to stay indoors. We can't go shopping. We can't see our friends. We can't go to the cinema. We can't go out for dinner. But it's not forever. And if we get a second wave, then it's going to seem like it's going on forever because it's going to be for another six months. I'm trying to look for the tweet now, but this 
she fucking tweets once every hour. So <laughs> I'm like trying to find, trying to oh, find. Good luck with that. You are right, though. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, but, and also, I don't understand what these people who are going to the rules yeah. are going to do. Two friends have told me they are unilaterally leaving lockdown today. They are furious with the government. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that unilaterally as well, like it's some sort of fucking major, major deal yeah. to stop a war. <laughs> we made the unilateral decision that we are no longer staying under lockdown, all two of us. <laughs> yeah. After advising oh, of our God. G20 summit of friends, we have decided to yeah. sign the truce. Yeah, fucking idiots. Well, well hopefully, someone hopefully... with for what? Trying to keep them safe and protecting the NHS. Please report them. And then Alison's gone back with, they don't need to be kept safe. They're extremely healthy women in their 30s and 40s with no existing health problems. COVID poses no threat to them. They are more likely to be in a plane crash. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I think they might have the science wrong there. But... yeah. Well, I guess let's just let's just hope that they they don't follow the actions and they don't get infected and then they don't infect their family and friends and then they don't suffer numerous deaths no. of the people they no. like. No, no, I'm, I'm saying no. that as a as a let's let's hope that if they do follow those, maybe that should be their comeuppance. But I yeah, I think they should <laughs> be picked up and I think they should be injected with COVID nineteen and just released. <laughs> Released. Um, what to release. cause damage? Yeah, yeah, no, um, because they should suffer with the symptoms and see if they can survive it. If they want to be that made... stupid, you're well, kind of reminding me here of the old Ebola bombs um, from 2004 Daily Mail article, where well, scientists suggested that, that may be something the terrorists are planning to do. Yep, COVID 19 bombs. Yeah. Well, there you go. People are I don't know. Yeah. So to, to my my zeros, uh, actually, I put the UK public on there as well. I know they're one of my heroes, but also they are they are on the zero list because there are, as you said, um, a certain degree of society that are flouting the rules, not following them. Um, I'm reporting them to the police. Um, you know, it's not it's not it's not particularly hard. Um, no one likes it. I just get on with it. Um, it was the best being... of times. It was the worst of times. <laughs> yeah, stop being a whiny little bitch about it. Um, yeah, so that's them. Um, the Mike Ashley I put in my list, um, not for the reasons that you may think, but purely because I ordered those yoga mats over a month ago, <laughs> and uh, they, they, the order finally got the order finally got cancelled, and um, the money refunded into my account last week. Um, but uh, to be honest, like there's a lot of corporate. Um, corporates that could come under the spotlight right now i know we we we're annoyed at a few of them collectively so uh so yeah there's i the, am yeah so um those and the final one and i'm surprised none of you had these on your list um and i put tottenham hotspur but then i also yeah. put in bra in brackets and professional football more broadly um and by that i mean like top flight professional football but i've actually been disgusted by the behavior of um, most football teams, obviously Southampton have been a shining light and others have been doing their bits, but there's been a few. Um, and then there's also been individuals as well who have just been behaving poorly and, and pathetically, um, you know, like Carl Walker and that Moisey Keane. <laughs> Moisey uh, Keane, yeah. Yeah. Um, Meza Ozil. Um, White know, Ozil. Where he just refused to take a pay cut, didn't he? Mm. I just think that's shit. 
Yeah, um, I think the reason he'd refuse to take a pay cut, though, is because he'd rather dish out the money himself. Well, it doesn't matter. Because he dishes still... out, he donates. I think Liam, don't, 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 you, don't you cross me on my, my section. <laughs> Shut up! Shut up with your knowledge and research, you bastard. <laughs> I was I was going to agree with Liam there, Angie. You're never been invited again. But anyway, yeah. So, but even still, as a collective, they're all letting each other down. Don't really care. Professional football, yeah. you stink, and I'm disappointed in you. I think in terms of, I've had this conversation a couple of times, and sort of Claire's brought this up as well. That you know. Yeah, so there are certain professional football teams not shining themselves in all sorts of, in, in the greatest of light. But I think at the end of this, on the other side, I mean, this isn't necessarily my opinion. It's probably just something I'm recycling from someone else, to be fair. But I think there's going to be, again, to use the phrase, some kind of root, root, like root and branch investigation as to how Premier League comp- uh, teams themselves and definitely championship clubs should not be, you know, feeding themselves from hand to mouth like taking like like a hundred million pounds worth of tv money in august before the games are done spending all of that on transfer fees and wages and then if you know like a, a situation like this comes along where you can't play certain amounts of the fixtures that money that they've been given has already been spent so you need to have i think going forward there needs to be i don't know some kind of reserve like cash reserve just in case like an insurance policy i think from clubs you can't be whether it's sort of a a new version of financial fair play or something like that you shouldn't really be spending money that you haven't actually earned yet or you shouldn't be spending your entire income on players and wages just to stay in a certain league like you should i don't know maybe there should be some kind of salary cap or something like that where you're only allowed to spend 60 percent of your income or something like that i don't know um yeah but just so that you're not a, like a team like Bournemouth, for instance, because they are so reliant on TV money because they get so, they've got such a small stadium and such small crowds, and they're essentially a league I don't know, let's say a League One team, bottom half Championship team that are playing well above their merit, not not above their merit, but above their size. When something like this happens, they could end up completely going under because unless they've got a rich enough owner behind them, which I'm not sure if they have to sort of bail them out. Because they're spending all of the money that they're getting on TV rights, all on players and wages at the other end. And then when you have something like this, there's zero cash reserves in to keep the club afloat. So yeah. I, I, if, if this had yeah. happened three to four years ago, I'd be seriously worried that there'd be no Queen's Park Rangers on the other side. But I think yeah. the last three yeah. or four years, for different circumstances, we've had to sort our, our own house out to pay off a financial fair play fine, which meant that we've not been able to spend so much on players. I think we spent 50 grand in the summer bringing in 14 players which means that we're in an okay position I think at the moment but there will be other teams I don't I don't know names right now but there'll be other teams that have zero in the bank if not loads of debt and we'll end up going under after this mm. well, they should now just you can see where Arthur Wenger was coming from oh don't bring him up <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, I'm uh, saying maybe maybe saying. The right thing where you just you only spend what you can afford to spend you don't overspend. You end up, like, like I say, if you bring in a salary cap where you can only spend 60% of what you make in revenue, that leaves 40% left over or, I don't know, whether it's 60 or it's 8% or something like that. Just something like this, just in case this happens again. Yeah, well, they should just run themselves like any normal business. Um, <laughs> that's, that's yeah, but even normal businesses are finding it difficult. Like, you've got so many airlines on their way, like, that are saying that they're struggling when they've only been out of business for three four weeks. 
Yeah, but that's because they're, you know, there's like their entire business model is like run to a halt. At least football clubs are still making money from certain revenues. Like sponsorship money doesn't disappear and they still have, they're still making money from um, uh, like merchandise and, and stuff like that. Probably nowhere near as much, but, you know. Yeah. But they, oh, well, they could just do what the banks did and like have to, for every like time they have a, um, like for every time they sign a player, like they just have to have seventy five percent of their contract that they also keep in like reserve. Okay, so like a lu- kind of like a luxury tax then. So if you spend the hundred million pound on a player, for every like for yeah. every pound you spend, you put a pound in the bank as well, something like that. Yeah. So you spend same, you spend a hundred million pound on a player, you stick a hundred million pound in a cash reserve pot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, probably not quite as much that because that would be. Oh, just yeah, yeah. Just as an example, yeah. Yeah. So and it's not just football. Like other sports are struggling, like cricket. Probably some counties might go under. Yeah. Um, rugby, like I know all of Harlequins have taken like playing staff and non-playing staff have had to take like twenty-five percent pay cut. Yeah. Um, and only one Premiership team, rugby, makes profit year on year. Um, yeah. and that's Exeter. The rest are losing loads of money. So yeah, it's it's not good. Um, just the only anyway. thing that I would say to you know about your you know having Meza Erzil on the zeros list players like whether it's him or someone else that refuses to take a pay cut if you were a professional footballer that took a 10% pay cut or 20% or 50% or whatever and then later on in the summer your club went and spent 30 40 million pounds on a player you'd be pretty pissed off so I think they might be better off taking their full wage and then divvying out to the charities that they feel necessary yeah true but how many of them are actually doing that probably probably some probably some not all so then, so then it comes. Then we find out who's not been doing it, and then okay, then you can sort of, yeah. you know, vilify them if you want to. But and, and that's and that's why I prefaced it with not not everybody, and maybe Mezzas was a bad example. But I just you can keep Carl Walker awesome. on there because he had a sex party at his house during lockdown. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll keep him on there. A legend. Um, <laughs> as, as fun as that sounds, you know, social distancing should be followed. Yeah, and you, you definitely can't do that while having sex. It's impossible. <laughs> Unless you've, got yeah. a ma- unless you've got a massive team. Yeah, unless you're very well endowed. But... Yeah, um, but no one is. So, um, nice. Right, insert ad here. Dun, 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 dun. Next section. <laughs> Imagine if that was how it was done all the time. Very formal. So, um, we've got a couple of other things just quickly discussed before we wrap stuff up here. Um, and obviously, there was some interesting news coming out of the Korean Peninsula uh this week, um, last couple of days, that um, the leader of North Korea, Kim Jong Un, was um, either dead in a vegetable. Well, he was state. announced as dead last night, wasn't he, by TMZ? So I don't know how. I don't know how <laughs> yeah. whether that's been verified yet or not. But he was announced yeah. dead last night after a botched a, heart surgery. And it's a weird one because we don't want to talk about like. I mean, the guy's bad, but also it's wrong for ill, ill and dead people. So I'm not really sure how we stand on this, like morally. But anyway, the point is, we'll move on to the fun bit. Yeah, the point is, whether he's dead or not, or whatever, like, you know, or, that's, or that's by the by. Or a vegetable, yeah. We started to think, who will run North Korea next? And in a fantasy world where anybody could be brought in to run North Korea and turn it into the prosperous, globally integrated country that we all hope one day it will become. Um, so, Lynn, you didn't have anyone for this, so I'm going to come do. to you first. I do now. Okay. So this, <laughs> the, the person that I have for this is because I would be seriously, I'd be really interested to see what the most, okay, so, so my guy is Martin Lewis, 
<laughs> money saving oh. expert. Yeah, money saving expert. <laughs> nice. I want to see what the most economically run, financially stable country in the world would look like if you put a man in charge whose main... I mean, this, this guy loves a bargain, right? He does. <laughs> yeah. So I'd be really interested to see what kind of international trade deals this man could, could haggle with the rest of the, I don't know, the rest of the, like the Western world or China. This, this man knows how to get a deal. So I'd be really interested to see what the most financially stable country ever thought of would look like if you, put, if you just take Martin Lewis from his money-saving expert blog and plonked him in the big chair in North Korea. Yeah, his, his whole economy would probably be based on vouchers <laughs> and, and, and various cashback schemes. A coupon yeah. system. Yeah. yeah, it would be the most convoluted tax system in the world, I think. And I'd just be really interested to see how that would be, how that would run. Oh, I don't know what he'd do, like, in terms of being in charge of the entire nuclear arsenal that North Korea have. But <laughs> I'd be interested to see with how he deals with the national debt and trade deals. <laughs> Yeah, or maybe he just become corrupt with power. I don't know. Like, you feel like if you gave that that man like uh, a bit of rope, he'd like fucking run with it. What would he could do? <laughs> Squeeze the fucking life out of it for himself. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's I mean, that was the, the only rationale I had was I just want to see. <laughs> I just want to see what he does with the national budget. I want to see him stood outside the <laughs> glorious palace in Pyongyang with a bit with a big red briefcase. <laughs> Sponsored by Top Cashback. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I think that'd be. I think that'd be good. Jay, who have you got? Well, mine's an obvious choice. Um, we all love him. He loves trains, and obviously, <laughs> <laughs> to be a North Korean leader, you've got to love a train. Um, he's also had a fantastic history in the Conservative Party. I mean, he was chan- uh, Shadow Chancellor of the Exchequer, so he's got the finance there. Yeah. Um, he was um, Secretary of State for Defence, Employment and the Treasury. Right? Do you know who it is? Michael Portillo. <laughs> <laughs> Big dick, Mick. <Nick. laughs> exactly, exactly. He, I mean, his trousers. Look at um, Kim Jong-un's fashion sense it's dull it's boring he needs a nice wacky shirt and some pink trousers and rather than those black like bootleg (laughs) chinos yeah (laughs) he looks like he got from georgia asda no we want well me saying i'm going to be living there if he's um leader i mean he's just a brilliant guy Um, yeah and actually i looked this up earlier he did a documentary in 2008 um, about ca- uh, capital punishment. So, um, you know. So he knows what he's getting himself in for. He, he knows what he's getting himself into. He was trying to find, um, like, the best kind of capital punishment. So, you know. I the think best kind of capital punishment. <laughs> Yeah, maybe that was phrased wrong. Um, <laughs> what is the most enjoyable like, type? <laughs> ex- well, you know, the the most. If it was to be legal over here, what would be the most humane way of doing it? Mm. Um, Hard hitting documentary. I I haven't watched it. A little bit, you know, 
a little bit too hard hitting for me. Um, I like him. Yeah, a little bit. But I think it's better than just going up to someone and shooting them in the head. So I think it, I think Michael Portillo could really help North Korea. So yeah, he's my I, choice, first choice. No, I like it. I think I made a few notes. I think yeah, he's done his journeys around the world, so he's culturally sensitive. So that's good. Yeah, he's not going to go yeah. in there and do anything weird off the bat. Um, loves trains. Agree. I think that's important. Um, so he'd be able to sort out the. Uh, he'd be able to sort out like the national rails and stuff, and get it more connected to the rest of the Eastern world. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't just, just not just China. Um, and also conservatives. They're not too much of a change for uh, no. for the people no. for the people there. Um, well, actually, might, it depends. I, it depends which way you look at it. Because actually, socialists aren't they? So it's a big change. But but he's, he he did his rounds in there as well. You know, being in charge of defence, he could easily you know control those nuclear testing facilities. Um, yeah. And employment as well. So, you know, maybe we'd start importing our stuff from North Korea rather than China. Yeah, well, maybe we do. There's a scan. There's a there's a lot to be said about maybe a lot of stuff's actually made in North Korea and then shipped to China and then shipped everywhere else. Shipped on trains as well. Yeah. To reduce, no to reduce carbon footprint. Yep. No, I like it. So two solid people there: Martin Lewis, money saving expert, and Michael Portillo, trouser man. Um, so. Mine, I'm actually, I've actually got two, but only because you can't really separate one from the other. Um, they're kind of the one and the same. And I would oh, have Sam and Deck, Allardyce. No, no, I'd have Sam Allardyce and Sammy Lee um, <laughs> running um, the North Korean government. Because um, I think, you know, they've got a proven track record of achieving good things with limited resources. Um, so we can get North uh, Korea to 40 points is what you're saying. Yeah. Um, a pra pragmatic, so he's not going to go in there and expect too much. Um, you know, there'll be those certain flair people in the that they'll kind of like you know restrict and say, look, can't go out and build a. You know, this middle class isn't going to come by itself. We need to work hard, play the long ball um, to achieve that. Um, not scared of foreign imports, um, so happy to build ties with uh, with Europe and um, Africa. So that will be good for trade. Um, yeah, and you know, and just, but also still a little bit corrupt um, because so you kind of got to can't make too big a changes too quickly. And you know, if there's a if there's a Sun investigative reporter that wants to uh, offer some money, then you know, I'm sure Sam and Sam will be right there with it. Um, so yeah, I, I think they'd make a fucking great duo. I, I think that it. country would be that country would be a middle income economy within fifty years. He'll introduce the, the people of North Korea to the, to the pint of wine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A national, oh, I did a actually, national dish of chips and gravy and a pint of wine. <laughs> I did actually have a different first choice, which I can... I don't know if you can see that I've crossed out. It was Steve McLaren. <laughs> but, One of our greatest exports. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how do you say... Um, we play but, yeah, wine? I, I, I think Portillo would be a better better fit. Yeah, that's we, um, we should do a... I'll put a, a Twitter poll up and people can vote on whether it'll be <laughs> Portillo, M Martin Lewis or Sam Lee and Sam Allardyce. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that'll be good. I'm uh, confident, confident that my managerial duo will, will win the day. 
So anyway, we'll see what happens with New Kapuri in the coming weeks. Um, and it could be quite interesting because there's his sister is probably going to take charge and no one knows really what she's like. Um, yeah, I don't really know anything about her. I didn't actually know, I didn't even know what her name was. So this, no. going from, yeah, uh, um, sort of a feared male dictator to, I don't know, a female, a female dictator. How all the I world... I she's badass. <laughs> I want her to I be hope, nice. <laughs> I hope she's a mix between um, father and brother. I've seen a lot of people <laughs> online sort of fawning for her already, like po- like posting pictures of her, like she's some kind of e girl or something like that, like some e like gamer chick. They're just she's, like... not, she's not a fucking K-pop star. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's from the lineage of some brutal yeah. dictators. <laughs> You've got like random like a- anime bots online like standing her. <laughs> so weird, so weird. Anyway, to wrap things up, from one dictator to the president of the United States. Um, obviously, this week he came out and fucking recklessly advised that people should maybe inject Dettol into I thought, themselves. I thought Claire was joking. She told me that the fir- first thing the other morning she said was, I think Trump said we got to drink bleach. And I was like, <laughs> nah. Yeah. Nah. And yep. then I saw the clip on the news at eight o'clock in the morning. And that's like, it's genuinely what he's... He didn't say... What did he, he said? He was like, oh, it'd be interesting to see what would happen if you drank bleach and then put a UV yeah, in- over your veins. Like... Yeah. yeah, and injected Lysol as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I like the way during that interview he kept looking over to his science advisor, like, "Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> yeah, this is, I mean, yeah. what would happen if we did this? Yeah. this? yeah, yeah, yeah. This is going to work. Surely, it kills ninety nine point nine percent of germs. You know." And there was a yeah. there's a camera focused fully on her face whilst he's saying that, and you can just see the horror seep from the bottom of her face to the top. Like, what, uh, what do I say after this is done? Like, I have to go up to this podium in a second, surely, and I'm going to have to say to everyone, ignore everything that that man just said. Please. And then yeah. you've, got, you've got companies that have had to come out and do official tweets to say, look, like Detto have said, yeah, please, please do not inject our, like, our product and fucking Lysol have done the same thing and blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, I did look up, like, what, what people were saying, and it's... Um, it's saying to mix sodium chloride with lemon juice or something acidic like lime juice, which actually does make a form of bleach. Um, but not only does it kill the coronavirus, proven, it also helps against autism. So if you've got autism, you know, drink a bit of bleach. Um, hepatitis and cancer. So I think we've got an all round drug. I think we've just saved the world. <laughs> I've got a feeling I'm going to have to edit this out. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, so I, I was actually yeah. distracted and just came into Jay describing that. <laughs> I was looking outside. And... <laughs> Disclaimer, oh, please do not try this at home. Do not listen to this man. Yeah, oh, no, obviously <laughs> do, not, do not listen to Donald Trump. But I no. mean, there's, there's people who think drink, like, drinking bleach will kill coronavirus and help your autism. So... Yeah, well, there's a lot of stupid people in this world. Um, yeah. And they, they but, needn't be listened to. So yeah. on that point, my little thing, I was trying to open my notes back up and my little thing was shaking so I couldn't hit the uh, hit thing on my tablet, which is a bit weird. Um, like, we got me thinking, got us thinking, about, you know, if Donald Trump thinks that that will cure coronavirus, he's clearly a moron. But also, it's not the first stupid home remedy that we've ever heard. And I was trying to think of some that I've had. So we thought we'd have a quick discussion about 
home remedies. Now, I'm going to kick off. So I've got two. Um, the first one's well known. The second one I'm not sure about, but it was something from my life. But the first one is toothpaste on the spots. <laughs> Scientifically proven to be bullshit. All it does the, is uh, make, it make your pillow messy. <laughs> the Richard Bates theory of uh, getting rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm not entirely it? sure that works either. Yeah, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure I tried that when I was a lot younger. I put probably put toothpaste on a spot. But I think the idea is that what you do is you put it on in the evening and you leave it for a few hours. You don't go into school the next day with it on. <laughs> <laughs> trusty thing. Um, so... Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you were going to say something. Um... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. What were you going to say? <laughs> no, carry on. Carry on. Okay. So... The next, the next one, um, and I don't know if this is common, but I had some great aunts um, of mine who were incredible human beings. Um, and I always remember that when I used to spend time with them, and it was always during the summer holidays, and it was quite hot, and we come back from like a day out at Folkestone or something like that. And I'll be like, oh, I just need a can of Coke or something, just something really hot. And they said, no, no, a hot cup of tea will cool you down better than any cold drink. Yeah, I heard that as well. I don't think it ever worked. No, I've always called bullshit on it. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Warm yourself up from the inside, you'll feel cooler on the outside. Is that right? I don't know. But yeah, that was the second one. I always, always remember them saying that, yeah, a hot cup of tea is the ultimate ultimate way to cool yourself down. And I just think that's just a, a classic sort of British love affair with fucking tea. <laughs> it, it'll it'll sort, sort anything out. Anything can be solved by a good cup of tea. And I can tell you, no, it can't. Tea is bullshit. It's not even nice. It's usually the older generation that suggests that. And um, yeah. I reckon past advertisement strategies have been brainwashing. And it's probably an old PG tips advert that, you know, convinced people that tea saves everything. Tea saves lives. <laughs> yeah, tea saves lives. Stay, stay so, home, drink tea, protect the NHS. NHS, yeah. yeah. Save lives, it cures everything. It's a bit like yeah. the, the old 19, like 19, I don't know, old, older time, like policies for the government would be, right, the only way we're going to beat this is by having tea parties and coffee mornings, um, like come together, have a cup of tea, eat some sponge cakes, and we'll get out of this just fine. <laughs> yeah, wait for all this to blow over. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they're my two. Jay, what are yours? So... My my first one was the whole disinfectant bleach thing. Um, I just find that completely mind-boggling. But my second is constipation. And apparently, yoga helps constipation. Um, okay. So there are various different moves you can do. There's one called the wind-relieving pose. Um, <laughs> but... What I would be scared of is if, I re- if I'm really constipated, the last thing I want to do is be relieving myself in a yoga position because they're all twisty and turny, aren't they? You get your body wrapped up and absolutely, <laughs> exactly. It could be absolutely disastrous. Um, so if you've ever tried to get shit out of Lycra, then <laughs> go ahead and try the yoga for constipation. But I just find it hard yeah. to believe that, you know, bending over and doing a dog pose will help you shit. 
No, I I agree. I mean, I I did yoga the other day. It was pretty fucking hard. Um, yeah. Did you shit yourself? Um, yeah, nearly, but not for the same reasons that you were describing. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that's fucking insane as well. Yeah. Yoga. Bullshit. I just thought that was quite interesting. No, it is it is interesting, but it's definitely got the the Jim and Liam stamp of bullshit on it. <laughs> yeah. Bullshit. Um. Liam, what are you bringing to the table? I only, I only have one. And That's fine. I'm not sure if you're actually allowed. I, I, I've got this faint memory that you're not actually allowed to do this anymore. But did you ever, when I, when I was a kid, I used to get earrex quite a lot. And mm. it seemed to be that the home remedy for that was onion juice. So, yeah. so I used to lay, like, I'd lay, on, I'd lay on my side. And my mum would squeeze a teaspoon against an onion and collect loads of the juice and then pour it in. And you'd hear all this like crackling in your ear. And then slowly it would like get rid of the, I think it was supposed to get rid of the buildup of the earwax and then that would solve the earache. But I've got a funny feeling that at some point some scientists are like, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> that sounds insane. After a while. Yeah. I don't really know what it is, whether it's That's something. like Shrek. That's yeah. like Shrek's home remedy for yeah. clearing his ears out. Whether it's some kind of like the the acidic nature of the onion or something, I don't really know. But I definitely remember on more than one occasion waking up in the middle of the night with a terrible earache, and my mum would pour like a teaspoon or and that like two or three teaspoons of you know onion juice. <laughs> Did you ever think the onion juice was probably doing the harm in the first place? Oh yeah, it might have been. That's what I mean. That's why I don't think there, there's, there's a, I'm, I'm sure it's not, so, but like, I'm going to Google it, but I'm pretty sure it's been told that you're not supposed to do that anymore. I yeah, mean, it doesn't sound great. So go ahead, if you've got a description. Earache. Oh, here we go. Onion juice, ear pain. See what happens. I didn't even know you could juice an onion. <laughs> yeah, apparently you can. That's what's blown my mind. What are some home remedies for ear infections? Here we go. So um, apparently... Da, 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 da. Oh, the juice of an onion. Here we go. Several, several articles and YouTube videos claim that onions are the secret to curing an earache, which is, a, which is advice that supposedly dates back to the 1800s. <laughs> <laughs> Time you can trust. <laughs> yeah. Onions yeah. have a flavonoid called quercetin, which has anti-inflammatory properties, and one method calls for heating an onion. And then once it cools, cut the onion in half and squeeze the juice into a bowl. Put a few drops of juice into the ear, or you could place the onion. <laughs> or you could place the onion directly over the infected ear. Yeah. Uh, and apparently it's perfectly reasonable, but give yourself a time limit. Like, okay, if it's still bothering me in three days, I'm going to go see a doctor. So <laughs> apparently it's like a, just a, something just to get by until you can see a doctor. So that's, that's actually ideal for lockdown. Don't wait. Yeah. If you got an earache or lockdown, chop an onion in half, apparently. As long as you don't go to the doctors and they ask what the problem is and it's, mm. you know, you stink of onions. There you go. So there's some awful home remedies for us three there. Yeah. That may or may not well, work. I also saw that apparently um, onion juice can help with uh, hair growth as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. I need that then. Yeah, but the the um, the the trick that I always had for earache was to lean on a warm oven. Um, <laughs> that, that never failed I... to surprise me, Jim. <laughs> never failed to surprise me. Yeah, or some kid just fucking came off his bike outside. That looked painful. And on that oh. note, 
Oh, it's <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's not a kid. It's a. It's a woman. It's an adult. Quick, yeah. call it into the police, Jim. No, no, they're all right. She's up and moving again. If she was there for five minutes in pain, I'd start thinking about maybe getting in contact with them. But yeah, I think that about wraps it up. Um, thank you very much for joining us this week, Jay. I hope you had a very nice... That's okay. I have enjoyed myself thoroughly. Good. And Liam, hopefully there's not so much editing for you to do. Um, nah, it shouldn't be too bad. If there isn't, we will invite you again. Um, apologies if the sound quality was a bit weird. I don't know if it was coming weird through your guys' headphones, but it wasn't through mine. Um, behind the curtain. No, I'm sure it'll be fine. It's all good. Okay. Well, that's fine. The audience will have to just put up with what we've got. Yeah, that's put up or shut up. Exactly. Right, so we'll see you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye.